Welcome to SADCAST, the podcast for working creatives. This is episode 75. I'm your host, Pamela Runes. So I was asked to be a part of an art show coming up, which was both flattering and frightening because I don't really consider myself an artist, though I technically have a BFA. I just like never felt like an artist. Like I never felt like it fit me as much as designer and design work. Anyway, so I set out to make this thing without a brief, which is actually really scary. I mean, you would think that free reign is like all a creative person would want, but there's actually like freedom in a really tight brief. There's like parameters to stop you from wandering aimlessly or feeling too overwhelmed with where to start. So luckily, at least I know this about myself and it's I gave myself like a sort of brief um, to talk about technology so that I would just have a tighter box to play in. Um, I chose to silk screen something on a wood panel, which is a bit tricky, but that was actually the easiest part of what felt like a complete <laughs> disaster. The design was like too fine for the screen, so the emulsion came right off, and I tried to retouch it like after the fact, and then the ink wasn't opaque enough, and I thought it might be okay after it dried, but then it was like even worse and harder to see. And then I thought varnishing it would help, but then it just like smudged it. And like, I missed my undo button. (laughs) And ironically, the piece is like a comment on our overuse of technology. And like here I was like struggling to craft something with my bare hands and I like couldn't even do it. Um, Anyway, the piece is pretty meh, but I had to submit it because I ran out of time. I feel embarrassed by it because I know it's going to be hanging next to some really amazing pieces. And yeah, but you know, like I I had to submit it. What what could I do? It's going to be up there. (laughs) Um, If you want to see for yourself, the opening of the 100 Amigo show is this Friday at El Cartel on Pender. I'll be there and maybe, I don't know, maybe it won't be as bad as I remember. You know, like I think... Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's good to like do something really shitty. Isn't that, I think I've mentioned this before, you're like supposed to do something that you're really bad at. I think it like helps you grow or something (laughs) or some shit. I hope so. (laughs) Just justifying my failure. Um, Yeah. Anyway, my guest today is Trevor Bassett. Trevor is a designer and illustrator from Seattle, Washington, where he works as a senior designer for Starbucks. Trevor comes from a print and digital background specializing in branding and identity design. In late 2018, Trevor launched a collaborative art project called Throw & Co. and released over 100 limited edition artist-designed woven blankets. I'm the proud owner of one, and they are super cool. Here's my chat with Trevor. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for coming to chat with me. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Uh, I'm just going to talk to you first a bit about like Starbucks. So you've been there for oh, sure, yeah. three and a half years. Yeah, about that. Yeah. And so like, what was the decision like to move to like an in-house position? Was that an easy one? Was it like a no brainer or did you have to? Kind yeah, of no, it? it was, um, it was, it was easy. Uh, I had actually wanted to work for Starbucks for a long time before I worked there. And I had had a friend that was working there around the time I graduated in 2010. And so I had gone and 
met with them and um, <clears throat> done a bit of a uh, just sort of informal meet and greet uh, way back then. And then it wasn't until um, 2016 that I started working there. So, so about yeah. six years from when I first um, met and, and sort wow. of saw is the that, place until I started working there. Is that because the turnover is like not that high? Like people love working there or? Um, uh, yeah, a couple of, couple things. It's, it's, I think it's just a, a hard organization to get into when you're that mm. big, you yeah. have, and you know, and a job posting goes up, you just get like, so, so there's so much competition for yeah. a role at a place like that. So, yeah. um, I think it was just, yeah, people stayed for a long time, but then just a lot of competition and uh, the way it used to work was it's a bit more of an open structure now where it's kind of Mm. everyone working on everything, but it used to Mm. be a little more segmented with like um, digital teams and packaging teams and gift card teams. So um it, it wasn't right. i think i think when i applied for jobs in the past it wasn't always exactly obvious which team you were applying for but say it was like the gift card team and you didn't have like enough illustration experience or something like that right um it, it was just they were they were looking for really specific things for a while yeah whereas now it's um it's a little more generalized so so yeah it it was uh, it was easy to to um, when i did end up going there because that's where I wanted to go how many um people are there like what's the team like I think it's around a hundred people and that's um that's creative directors designers writers uh producers uh you know it's so that it's it kind of all uh all operation I think maybe maybe about 15 to 20 designers Whoa. Um, so, well, I imagine there's coffee everywhere. <laughs> Are you sick of it? <laughs> no, I, I, I drink a lot of it. Now, now I do. I actually wasn't really a coffee drinker before I started working there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it basically just go press a button and espresso comes out. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, really easy <laughs> and accessible. There's ki- every kitchen pretty much has an espresso machine in it. Um, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a store in the building that's for people in the building or guests. And I think it's, it's technically like one of the busiest Starbucks stores in the country because it's, it's like all the people in the building just going to it all day. Yeah. So with a company so big, I mean, how often are you actually completing projects and seeing them out there? Like... Uh, really pretty regularly um some some projects uh if it's like a digital project you might see it out in the world you know just a a month or a couple of months after you finish it um so i've actually done a lot of work on uh starbucks has sort of a a loyalty and games program for the starbucks rewards members so we make all these little seasonal games that are they're kind of like uh, McDonald's Monopoly sort of type right. things, but Starbucksy. Yeah. So, I've spent the last couple of years. A lot of my time has been working on those games, and those will usually be. Yeah, we just wrapped one up, um, maybe like a month ago, and it's in testing now. And then it 
it will start in a month or so. So um, those ones come out pretty quick. Yeah. But then there's other projects like uh, the the big one is kind of when Starbucks switches over for holiday, like seasonal time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked on that campaign almost a year ago. So we started that work concepting it about a year ago and kind of got it <laughs> approved. And then, and then you spend the rest of the year making a bunch of stuff supporting it. So right. some projects last a really long time and, you know, something like a cup, which has to get printed for the stores and has to go out to everywhere in the world the the production time and resourcing on those types of projects is pretty huge so yeah, printing they, anything probably yeah yeah any all the print projects uh typically have a much like there's a lot long longer until you see it out in the world so yeah. like those reserve cards that go with um the kind of limited edition reserve coffees sometimes it's been almost up to a year before wow. I've seen some of those come out too. And do you feel like, um, like how difficult is it to get like the ideas you want out like through, like is it like a big bureaucracy machine? Are there a lot of people like you have to get your ideas through? Does, do things get watered down or do you feel like it's usually the vision you had for that project? You, you know, weirdly enough, you'd think they'd get watered down more, but I feel like we have a lot of control over the creative work and the rest of the organization trusts us. So we have, there's, you know, there's people we have to get it up through within our creative studio. And then we're um, kind of part of the marketing organization as a whole. So, mm. so after we kind of, you know, like put our stamp that it's good to go on it, um, we'll, we'll work with marketing to make sure that it aligns to their like brief and vision. Right. And usually things go pretty well so it's it's gone yeah it's 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 been easier to sort of get my ideas through than i thought it would be i feel That's like great. i had a lot more ideas shut down <laughs> when i worked in smaller agencies mm. um because uh maybe there was just like a little bit more on the line whereas like starbucks is such right. a big thing it's like sometimes you can try things and fail there mm-hmm. where you might not have that freedom within a like a smaller project or something well, that sounds kind of ideal so uh, like uh, with that note um like do you feel like you're striving to make like original work like how much does making original work like weigh on you like are you concerned you know i mean obviously everything you're doing is original but like mm-hmm. Um, making something like new or that someone's never seen before? Like, are you concerned with that or are you more doing that maybe on freelance or other things? Um, I think I, tr- I think I try and do it with, with a little bit with everything I do. Um, yeah. But um, I, I feel like a lot of the times at Starbucks, they they let us sort of like pitch the same idea a few times over and over again Mm, mm -hmm. and and so sometimes I have been able to do some of these things eventually maybe you're ready for this yeah it's just (laughs) yeah yeah it's just like it wasn't the right time at this time but when there's an opportunity for it um I feel like it I feel like they they give us the space to try and push things um so yeah especially uh more lately 
just we we had kind of a reorg like a year ago and so in the past year it's it's sort of been a little bit more of um like if you have a, a good idea you know throw it out there and if it sticks we'll make it work that's awesome so are do you think you're like a lifer <laughs> uh that's <laughs> It's a complicated question. It's like, who's listening to this? No, uh, but no, seriously. I, I, I really like working there, tr- uh, truthfully, and I think people at the company know this. I, I really love England, and, mm. I, and I really want to move to England, and it's really difficult. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's super complicated with like the what? work visas and stuff. Yeah, um, why England? I just love it there. Um, I It's just so cozy and comfortable and um i you know i love like lord of the rings and harry potter and it just kind of feels like you're in this magical land so i've spent i've gone to england like once a year for the last five years because if i can't live there i just have been trying to go as much as i can um so uh you know i think if the opportunity ever came up for for me to move abroad that's still something I'm, i'm you know, it's like kind of a life goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, you never know. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, okay. So switching gears, um, you also have like a side hustle, Throw & Co. Yeah. Ending soon. <laughs> yeah. It's ending soon, though. But yeah. How did, but how did it start? Like, were you looking for something else to do or did it just like come to you or was it like, oh, you found a place to make the make them or how did it happen? Uh, yeah. It all kind of just it sort of just happened. It was a little unplanned. Um, but to go back, I guess to the very beginnings, um, there's a great company that does, uh, blankets and, and it's much more established. And, um, I think they, they do great work, which is slow down studio. And so I had made a couple designs for one of their contests, but they weren't selected. And so, I decided that I just wanted to have some of them made as Christmas presents for family members. And so I was just looking around uh, and, and trying to figure out where I could do that. And um, so, so a lot of the weaving in North America happens in North Carolina. And so there's a factory there that, that kind of runs a few different operations and but they're all kind of through the same production plant right and so i kind of had just a number of one-offs made that i had originally just planned to give as as christmas presents and then i was like i was like oh i should take some photos of these before i give them away just so i have like documentation and people at work were like oh these are cool i'd buy some if you make more of them and then you know just sort of like shared a few of them and um basically kind of just started it really quickly and soon after that without a lot of plan uh for for like what i wanted to do in the long term with it i was just sort of like okay well it seems like there's some interest in making textile designs and um it's something i was interested in doing and i knew uh friends and other designers and illustrators that were interested in it so collaborating with people is something i always like doing and uh so it it seemed like a fun opportunity for that but 
I, I never really wanted it to be like a full-time thing. Yeah. And, um, it's, so it's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun, but I, I do feel <laughs> ready to move on with it. And, oh, yeah. and I think, um, I, th- I think I just always looked at it as like a project and I knew it was going to finish at some point. And, uh, I, f- I think I've, I put a lot of energy into it and I, and I think um, I'm just ready to sort of find the next thing to put some energy into. Do you think that it was like almost too easy or like were there were there any problems you encountered while doing it or is it just kind of like, oh, I could do this. I've kind of mastered it, done it. Do I need to even keep going? Was it like that? Um, I think I've I've released a lot of designs in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. So I think like one, I just, you know, like oversaturation at a point. Um, I think that the intention was to just do like limited things and get them out there. Um, but m- most of our designs are really low runs, like under, you know, like three to five typically. Um, yeah. And so it wasn't like, I want to conquer the world with blankets. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was just sort of like, um, let's see, you know, see what people are into, but selling stuff is hard and like making stuff is fun and easy, but selling yeah. stuff kind of become starts to become like the business. Right. Um, and I love making products. I used to make a lot of screen printed posters and I Mm. put a lot of time and energy into that too. And it was like, like that's kind of how I got into design and illustration was through making posters for like, for my band as a teenager. And Mm. so, um, so I was like, I'm just going to screen print posters. That's all I'm going to do forever. But at a time it was like, I was ready to be done with that. Um, and so, so I think I, I just love like experimenting and exploring and, and trying out sort of like what's possible within the world of design and illustration. But, um, it's, yeah, I, I think I, so no, 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 it wasn't like, it hasn't been super easy (laughs) because, because selling stuff is hard. Um, and, and I wanted to make sure that, you know, like if I work with an artist, I want to make sure that they're getting the right exposure. So putting in the time for things like photo shoots and, and editing photos and, and making sure that like the, the work is getting the, the time that the artist put into it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been, um, it's been a lot of work, but it's been fun. So do you think you like you will do another like side gig probably? I mean, I know it is uh, like a lot of work as you say, but it, it it does let you do stuff that's different than your day job. Yeah, I'm kind of figuring that out right now. I, I so <laughs> this is completely unintentional. I just started a thing called Sad Friends. Does oh, that's your, funny. Does your sad does it stand for anything? Yeah, stories, art, and design. Okay, so- yes. So, so our, ours was supposed to be Seattle area design. Hilarious. Um, so, so I just <laughs> yeah. There's been a, a lot of people that I know moving to Seattle in the last few years for various things and jobs, and um, so I just started a thing called Sad Friends, and it was basically just kind of like a, a drink and draw. And oh, nice. with, with like yeah. local community. So we just did the first one of those like a week or two ago. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And uh, I was sort of thinking like 
we could maybe open an online shop and, and still just more like collaboration based working with people locally and yeah. we could all kind of make stuff and maybe sell it under this same shop or potentially do some like local tables at events or something like that. Um, well, that's awesome. Yeah. So we don't have a anything concrete right now, but you know, just like zines and prints and maybe some apparel or something. Um, yeah. I think I, I enjoy just baking stuff. So yeah. Yeah. try something new. Um, and yeah, I think that'll be fun. So what do you think the design community is like in Seattle? Um, I think it's, I think it's kind of isolated. That's one of the reasons, another one of the reasons I wanted to do this thing. Um, it's, yeah, Seattle's sort of like, it's, it's like small, but it's kind of hard to get around. So people sort of tend to tend to stay in their little areas. Um, and so that's why I also made it Seattle area so that like, there's a lot of like the suburbs of, um, Seattle have grown a lot in recent years. So trying to be inclusive to to the area and anyone that's like interested in design um so so whereas you know 15 years ago people were kind of all more like around central seattle now you have a Mm -hmm. lot more people kind of out in are they getting priced out is it like vancouver uh yeah i mean it's definitely some of that but it's also Bellevue has grown a lot, which is, you know, just sort of neighbor to Seattle. And so you've had more people going on to Bellevue or mm-hmm. Redmond, which is where um, Microsoft is, right. or with the growth of Amazon, you know, that has kind of definitely priced people out. Um, mm. So you have a lot of, a lot of uh, Amazon employees, I think, also live on like the east side and commute into the city. So everyone's just, I feel like everything's a little scattered and, and it's hard to, to see people sometimes. Um, Mm. but there are some really cool local events and things too, like, um, short run is coming up and that's grown a lot. And it's a lot of, uh, artists and comic, uh, illustrators and comic artists and just sort of like kind of anyone who makes, and sells things uh, awesome. so a lot a lot of artists there now so uh, i'm gonna check that out pretty soon Ooh, uh, write that down yeah Maybe I'll yeah come it's and I, see it i think it's next weekend um Ooh, okay but soon yeah soon um but yeah that's that's i didn't realize how large it had grown until i saw the like the lineup for this year and it's huge um so that's exciting i, I think like they, that yeah i think they do a couple of those each year now so uh potentially even like doing a table at one of those in the future yeah with your sad friends yes <laughs> sad friends yeah. i love that um do you think i mean i'm pretty sure i know what you're gonna say but do you think print is dead uh i don't i don't think so <laughs> yeah um i uh i i see a lot of people Maybe it's just because of Starbucks does a lot of print. So a lot of the people I, I work with do a lot of print projects. Yeah. Um, so I still see people pretty interested in print. I think comics are also pretty big in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I think there's still a lot of interest in these sort of like niche subcultures of print. Um, but, you know, like people don't collect gig posters the way they did 
10, yeah. 15 years ago. So, but also like half the gig posters aren't nicely printed. Right. I, I think it's, I think people have had this conversation lately, but I think people, it's like people have, or things have their time. Like vinyl toys were really in for a little while and now those mm. have moved away for a bit and, and enamel pins have been really big. And um, I think it's just people's interest sort of like comes and goes in certain things. So what, what's the next thing? Uh, th- I don't think anyone's figured that out. I've been trying to figure <laughs> Throw it out. Blankets. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I, I think risograph printing has been making a big yeah, comeback, but that, that's also not necessarily new, but it's showing no. you like, it's sort of, it's this very, analog way of quickly making something oh it's like the lazy person silkscreen yeah so so but i love it i mean i love it i'm not not to diss it i love it um but i think i think designers will always have like an interest in making things for me making a physical thing is one of the most interesting things about design and one of the things that i've always liked doing like designing a poster on my computer but then you know making the screens and and mixing the inks and and screen printing the poster it like goes through this whole process and becomes something kind of unique and special so i think if all if all we ever do is make stuff for screens that's not super interesting um i i mean there's also there's a need for that too you know there's i, I think Digital illustration is great, and I think uh, a lot of brands, especially, have embraced digital illustration. But I think people will always find fun print projects. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, who's doing something really exciting to you, like in the design world? Anything on your radar that's like, wow, that's really special? Hmm. I mean, there's. I. I. I just think. Like art is kind of magic, um, so you know, just a lot of the the people I'm a fan of. I think just anytime I see them making new things is really cool. Um, uh, Vancouver-based uh, Riley Cran. Do you know Riley? Oh yeah, um, of course. Yeah, letterer. I, I, yeah, I love what what typography. he's doing with with. Uh, his typography work and we actually uh starbucks collaborated with him and he made a few custom typefaces for our creative studio so to see to see like um you know sort of independent studios existing and doing well and and um growing is always really neat um uh there's there's a couple really cool projects in japan that i've found really interesting Hmm. um one is uh he's there's this illustrator named Luis mendo he runs a residency in tokyo called almost perfect and uh you can you can come and stay there for a couple weeks and basically like produce art the whole time you're there and then he has a gallery space that he shows the work in that's amazing no I was I was in Japan earlier this year and I found out about the space like right after I got back so I wasn't able to check it out um mm. but I just think that's such a cool like uh sort of I like kind of creating stuff spontaneously 
Um, so to just sort of, you know, go somewhere for a certain time and space and just like you make what you make during that time and then you kind of move on. I think that's really cool. Um, and then while I was in uh, Kyoto, there's a, a shop. It's, it's kind of known as the Face House, but it's um, another shop and gallery. And I went there and I met the owner and um, she had like art and design stuff by artists from all over the world and like Northwest artists. Um, and there's a, a Portland illustrator named Jason Sturgill who I saw some of his work and I was like, Oh, I know this, I know Jason. And so we got, we got, we got chatting and I told her about the blankets and now, um, we're, we're doing a, a blanket show in Kyoto in just a couple of weeks in the gallery. That's incredible. So, um, but yeah, it's been super fun. It's been a lot of preparation for the last like six months up to that. But I really like these, these spaces that are working with kind of like artists and designers from all around the world and putting on these sort of like unique little small shows. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really cool. And, and like bringing, uh, artists international artists together in different ways because the yeah. uh, tomoyo who runs the the face house which is called um creative o-o-o creative okay. um like she just came to portland and like did a pop-up of her stuff in portland and then met artists in portland that are now showing work back in kyoto it's amazing so yeah th- those two uh those two like organizations are really cool um but also just like basically anyone who's done a, a blanket with throw and co yeah. they're they're like friends of mine or, or artists that that i'm um you know into their work and so i think like there's there's so many to name but basically like any artist if you go to the throw and co instagram or site um just go like check out any of their work there's yeah work. i love I've, them well i mean full disclosure obviously i, f- I found you from buying a blanket <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that i yeah. really like but uh, yeah i love i just love collaborating with artists and um the you know I, I have my own certain style and way of doing things but everyone has their own way of doing things so to see what different people come up with for the blankets has been really cool and um you know, you see the design on the screen when someone like sends it to you, but then it, something interesting always happens in the weaving process. And so even after doing so many of them, they're still fun to see how they turn out. Um, so yeah, I, I think just uh, go check out some of those artists because there's some, some really talented people. So, I mean, you do love working with other people a lot. So would you ever consider opening your own shop up? Like design studio? Um, I I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it be in the sense that I do like working with other people. I like being a part of an organization that isn't just me. Um, yeah. I, 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 I like sort of. Well, I think you like making too much because like if you were the boss, it wouldn't be making stuff anymore. Yeah. Managing people. That, yeah, I think working with people who who also you know you work at a place and you get put together with different people than you would surround yourself with if it was like you running your own shop or something and i i think i think different people uh being around different people who have different ways of thinking inspires me and um i don't think i i would want to necessarily be like the head honcho at least not right now 
Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I like collaborating with, with a large group of people. And so Starbucks has been great for that because like every project you're working with someone different and you, you get to know everyone over time you work with, you know, just might be different designers on this project or that project or whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't think I'd open my own. (laughs) (laughs) How often are you making something creative that's just for you? Like not to sell, not for a project. I was doing it a lot in, I'm trying to figure out my time frame. So it's been like three and a half years since I've worked at Starbucks and Starbucks really like working there pushed me more than I had before because there were so many talented people that I felt like I needed to just like keep making stuff even outside of work. Um, So for the first for the first I guess like two ish years I, I was just trying to make stuff like without really any purpose uh, weekly at least um yeah. just you know like uh, an illustration or a pattern or a fake logo or whatever yeah. um and a lot of that is sort of I guess what ended up leading into some of the the blanket throwing co stuff because mm-hmm. it was um it sort of like pushed my, uh, just pushed my myself to try different things, I guess. Um, so for, for the last few years, I was doing a lot of that. Uh, and now within the last, last six months more, I, f- I feel like I've drained the well a little bit. So I'm, I'm kind of giving myself some time to recharge personally and i'm trying to feel guilty or are you you're good with it? oh no no i think it's good i i think i, I like i'm still making stuff for work so I, yeah I'm still, obviously you're not not doing anything yeah I, I'm, <laughs> I'm finding that right now i need to put my creative energy into like what i'm working on at work um mm-hmm. and i think i just i like when it comes it you know if, if there's something i want to work on uh i'll, I'll still make something from time to time but i'm not like forcing myself to like i I have to make something this week or that week or um yeah are you scared are you scared like for the future like what do you think you'll be doing in 10 years do you think you'll have the same you know vigor for design or what do you think would be a transition I think so, because I still, yeah, I, like, I like making stuff, but I, I really do like collaborating with other people, and, um, like, really, I, I mean, I'd like to move into um, making stuff less in my career, like, mm-hmm. like I'd like to become more of a sort of creative director, art director yeah. type role, and um, within my working career, I have, I've worked with a lot of different clients i've made a lot of different things i've worked in-house i've worked at agencies i've made a lot and i've designed a lot and Mm -hmm. and um it's getting to the point where i'm really more interested in kind of being more of a mentor and working with with more junior designers and and sort of helping them evolve in their careers um so i've been trying to do more of that and then i think those kind of side projects the sort of sad friends and making prints and whatever i can kind of find those little outlets um when and where i need to and it's kind of circular right like because you sort of start your career doing stuff like that because that's all you can do right and you're just trying to get 
yourself back there. I feel like. Yeah, but I I have I like to just try different things out. And you know, a couple years ago, I didn't think ever think I'd be making a bunch of blankets, but then yeah. that happened. And so I think I just I look for ways to stay interested, and yeah. Um, yeah. so I think I I'm, I have to keep looking for that, or else you know it will become boring. Um, but thankfully I've, I do still have an interest in growing and developing. And I think, you know, you, you, at some point I'll reach the next stage where I'm ready to grow and learn something else. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, the, the creative industry changes, but it seems like, it seems like people like art and design so i think yeah. there will always be something there's always do, a need hopefully. there's always a need okay we're gonna mm-hmm. play a little game so i do this every show so it's called happy or sad so i'm just gonna say a thing and then you'll okay. say happy or sad and you can expand on why or whatever okay um, okay so uh pour over coffee um happy it's that's good coffee yeah into it it takes a long time that's why i i almost go to the sad Oh, well, I mean, I, I don't, I tend to drink more espresso than brewed coffee. So, um, so I don't make a lot of it myself, but anytime I I have it, it's very good. Oh yeah. What's your go-to Starbucks drink? Can I just ask? I, I, I just, I like iced Americanos. Um, so I'm a, yeah, I'm a cold coffee drinker. So, um, that's maybe another one of the reasons I just don't drink brewed coffee as much. Um, but yeah, I just, you know. A couple shots of espresso, some water and ice, and a little bit of milk. Um, Good to go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, Instagram. Uh, happy. I think it's good. Yeah. Uh, maximalist design. Maximalist design. Mm. <laughs> I'll say happy. I like. I like uh, all approaches to design. Okay. Okay. In that vein, then, do you like? david carson um at times <laughs> i saw him talk recently and i was like oh no old man i think um <laughs> I, I think there's just like there's always going to be different solutions with design so I, yeah. i'm not necessarily a maximalist myself yeah. but uh when done right i think it can be cool yeah fair fair um i try and stay open-minded <laughs> yeah that's a good way of looking at it. And I think you should be. As a good designer, anything is, like, anything can be made well. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Wacom or Wacom tablets? Um, I, I guess I'll say sad just because I don't use them. Yeah, me neither. I, every time I've tried, it just seems very weird. But some people swear by them. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm, I've been playing around with Procreate a little bit more lately, which feels a little bit more natural. Yeah. Um, just kind of, you know, everything kind of in a small space feels good. But yeah, I've never really used the tablets much. Yeah. Okay. And then um, Adobe CC slash yeah. like subscription based design programs. Like now that they're like subscription based. Yeah. I'll say sad for that one too. It seems like it's been a discussion lately it's just sort of like becoming a monopoly um and uh i I know there's been a lot of talk about figma which i haven't used yet but have been interested in trying that out it's Um, so tough now how could everyone like change like i don't know 
Yeah, what it, it is tough. I think, but I think, I think hopefully Adobe's hearing that people are getting kind of pissed. Um, the people are yeah. mad. <laughs> They're not getting yeah. kind of mad. The people are mad. Um, yeah. yeah, I think art needs to be more accessible. Um, yeah. uh, I, I was lucky enough as a, really as a kid, my dad had a friend that worked at works or I think he still works at Adobe. Um, uh. and so we had Photoshop when I was really little and uh. I started playing around with it when I was probably like 10 years old or something. So um, that's probably why you're a designer. What do you think? I'm it's, I mean, I think it definitely helped for sure. Um, my dad's a cartoonist also, so I grew up in a ah. creative household. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean like had I not had that, I might not be a designer and uh, I didn't pay for that at the time. And so I think, yeah, like having tools that are more accessible, but I think Procreate's also helping a lot with that. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Because that's like $15. But then, well, but then you need the iPad and you need the pen. Well, yes, but um, uh, I went and saw, she's an illustrator uh, named Katie O'Neill. She does graphic novels and someone sort of asked something similar about like you know like what what tools do you use and she said that she makes all of her books with the she bought a used ipad so you know reduces the cost you only have to buy the one program procreate so it is at least more of just a a set and you know fixed price you don't have to keep paying for it um and and that's allowed her to have a career so I think we people are finding other tools and ways to like everyone at Starbucks m- makes everything in Procreate. I'm not at that level yet, but it's crazy yeah. to see how quickly um, some of those illustrators have adapted that program. Yeah, I think it's opened a huge door. Yeah, big time. Um, what's your favorite non-digital tool? Pencil. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, I'm uh, a lot of my art process is really rough and sort of collagey. I'll just like draw outlines of things and then, and then I bring it in and fill it in on the computer. So it just a pencil, I can just draw shapes and things. And, um, with basically just a piece of paper and a pencil, uh, I can make what I need out of that. That's awesome. Well, um, do you have anything to shout out before we... I mentioned it earlier, but the Throw & Co. show we are doing in in Kyoto, um, I believe it runs from November 23rd to December 8th. There's information about it on a post on um, the Throw & Co. Instagram. Um, So if, if anyone hears this and then somehow is either in Japan or going to be going through Kyoto at that time, um, we we worked with, uh, uh, there's seven different throw designs in the show that were all designed and curated for that show and um, was really just uh, really grateful to have that opportunity. And um, uh, if you're interested, check out Throw & Co. Um, we'll be open for a couple more months. Still have one more batch of designs that will come out um, in a couple of weeks. So awesome. we'll still have... We'll still have some new stuff coming out for a bit. Nice. Well, thank you so much for coming to chat with me. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was my first podcast. So this was, yeah, this was fun. You nailed it. Thank you. <laughs>
Since this is sort of a Seattle episode, I thought I'd pick a Seattle band for my song today. Wimps came onto my radar a few years ago with their hit Old Guy, which is great, and you should check it out on YouTube. It has a cool video if you haven't seen it. I'm going to play you a newer song from them, though, that came out last year. What I like about Wimps is, of course it's catchy, but like the lyrics are like really great and funny, and they're like funny in a bleak sort of way, and I think I'm just a sucker for cynicism. What can I say? Um, from their album with the same name, here's Garbage People by Wimps. Sadcast is produced by myself, Pamela Runis, and Sad Magazine. We recorded this episode in my apartment. The intro and interstitial music is by Shamir. Stay tuned for our next episode, where I'll interview co-founder of Best Studio, designer and letterer Sammy Christensen. See you then!